0: In Parshas Chukas there's a discussion about how the Yidden were complaining against the Abishter, and Moshe Rabenu for taking them out of Mitzrayim. How they have no food to eat, no water to drink. And how the Abishter sent against the Yidden Hanachashim asarofim, These snakes that were burning, that were biting and poisoning them. And how they were Yidden dying. And the Abishter t- says to Moshe Rabenu, chasarof, make a sarof." which is understood as the same as Nechashim Hasarofim, this uh, snake which represents this burning snake, and put it onto a pole. And as the apostle goes on to describe that if someone would look up onto the snake, he would be cured. Moeshe Rabbeinu makes a Nechash, a a copper snake. And anybody that looks at it gets healed. On the words Nechash Nechoshes, a copper snake, so Rashi explains that Hashem didn't actually command Moshe Rabbeinu to make a copper snake. But Moshe Rabbeinu said that since Hashem told me to make a nochosh, the word Nochash is very similar to the word nochoshes, so he makes a achash nochosh, so a copper snake. So the Rebbe asks a number of questions over here. And amongst the questions that the Rebbe asks is that seemingly why is Rashi Saying that the Abishta didn't tell Moshe Rabbeinu to make a copper snake. Well, we see that clearly in the Pesach. Rashi usually doesn't introduce this Pirushim with a question. Why doesn't Rashi just explain why Moshe Rabbeinu is making it out of copper? And furthermore, the Rebbe says, if you actually look in the Pesach, the Pesach doesn't say at all that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to make a Nochosh, which then you can apply the word Nochoshes to. The wording of the Pesach is actually, Hashem tells him to make a Sarof. So why is Rashi saying that Hashem told him to make a nachash? And the Rebbe explains that when earlier on the pasuk said nachashim asarofim, Rashi over there explained that the word nachashim asarofim means that it's a snake that bites, that burns with their uh, with their poison, with their venom. In other words, that the word serofim is not a name for a particular type of snake that's called sarof. Rather, seraphim is, exp- is a title, a description of what the snakes are doing. It's a nachash, a snake, that burns. And therefore, the Rebbe says that over here, when the Amish says to Moshe, Rabbeinu, to make a seraph, it automatically means that Hashem told Moshe to make a nachash. that's a seraph. In other words, Hashem did use the words, make a nachash seraph, Although the Torah doesn't say it clearly. Because many, many times we find that Hashem gives certain commands to Moshe Rabbeinu in a general way. We don't find all the exact words that Hashem used. Moshe Rabbeinu later repeats to the what Hashem said. And we find seemingly new details. But of course Hashem said them. It's just that the Torah didn't specify them. The Torah didn't say it clearly. And therefore Rashi is saying that when it says over here, that the Pesach says the word Sarof, Sarof only means that burns. Of course Hashem said, a snake that burns. So therefore definitely Hashem did use the word Nachosh. And Rashi is explaining that Moshe Rabbeinu, since Hashem is using the word Nachosh, Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, so we're going to make it out of Nachoshes, because that's related to the word Nachosh. However, the question then is a very, very simple one if we could say that although it doesn't say in the Torah the word Nachosh, yet Rashi is saying that definitely Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to make a Nachosh, then why can't we say that Hashem also told told Moshe Rabbeinu to make it out of nochoshes? Maybe that's also just a detail that doesn't say clearly in the Torah, but maybe Hashem did in fact tell Moshe Rabbeinu to make it out of nochoshes. It's just that the Torah didn't mention it. So who said this was Moshe Rabbeinu's idea and Moshe Rabbeinu's initiative? In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, we'll have a look at something that Rashi says just before these words, Nechash and the previous Rashi. And in fact, at a, at, at a superficial level, at a first level, it seems to be strange even that Rashi is mentioning this point first, because seemingly he's explaining the words that are further in the POSSEC, on the words that anybody that's bitten will look at this snake and then he'll be cured. Which really is further on in the Pesach after the words Nechash So Rashi explained, and he explains this before the words Nechash Nechayishas, that what's the point of looking at the snake? That the only way the snake worked was not just a, really, a little look at the snake. You had to have kavono. You had to have kavono. As Rashi goes on to explain that it's not the snake that hurts, it's not the snake that kills, it's not the snake that brings life. Rather, if a yid would look up to Hashem, subjugate his heart to Hashem, then they would be cured, and if not, chas not. In other words, the idea of the snake is just to be to de Bnei Yisroel, to do tshuva, to look up to Hashem and to do tshuva. Why does it have to be a snake then? Because we understand that the snake is that which represents First of all, the thing that actually hurt them, this is going to remind them that they did something wrong, because they're looking at the snake and they realize they did something wrong. Furthermore, the Nachash itself really represents what exactly they have done wrong, as this is something also the Rashi told us previously. Why is it that snakes came and bit them? Because what did the Yidden do? The Yidden were speaking negatively about Hashem. Says Rashi, let the snake, who also originally spoke negatively about Hashem by the Chetet let him come and punish these people now that are speaking negatively against Hashem. Another point, let the snake, who everything in the world that he tastes, tastes exactly the same to him, tastes all like dust and earth, let him come and punish these yidn that are so ungrateful when they have the man and they could taste any type of flavor and food in it, let the nohosh come and punish them. Ah, if that's the case, by looking now at the snake, this gives them a very strong reminder of what they have done wrong and the punishment they got. And therefore, looking at the snake is going to inspire them to do tshuva. But if that's the case, there's no reason for it to be made out of copper. So the fact that the Abish just said that it's a nachash, again, even though it doesn't say clearly in the title the word nachash, but we understand if it says sort of a burning item, so obviously the Abish just said that it was a snake, and we understand that the snake is important for the whole thing. And that's what the Amish of course, said to make a snake. That's what's going to be moeder them to teshuva. Then comes Rashi based on that and says, Ah, but then when it says, Nechash That's why this is the next Rashi. So when it says, Nechash Why does Moeshe Rabbeinu make it out of copper? Seemingly, there's no reason to make it out of copper. How is copper going to help to the Teshuvah element over here? The whole point is that the should do so why is there a need to make it out of copper? That's Rashi's next question now. Following on the previous Rashi, now Rashi wants to know, so why is Moshe Rabbeinu making it out of copper? There's no reason seemingly that Hashem should say to make it out of copper. And seemingly, why is Moshe Rabbeinu making it out of copper? For this Rashi answers, because noifal, loshen, al There's a concept in halacha, and in Yiddish guide, a, a, a matter that's important to understand that every single thing really is very much related to the name that it's called and it becomes relevant in many, many cases. And this is why Rashi is telling us that Moshe Rabbein specifically wanted to make it out of Nechoshes to represent and teach us this concept that the L'shoinus of lashon Kodesh are very relevant and very important and things called by similar names are going to have a connection. The Rebbe says, one of the deeper aspects of ichsudis that we see in the Rashi? Since Moshe Rabbeinu did make it out of the and Torah tells it to us, so we understand that that itself is a proof. But that this is also related to the general refuah that's coming as a result of the nachash. In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, the people that were bitten by the nachash. So it's quite clear that if not for looking at the nachash and they're going to die." In other words, on their own, their association with Nachash and especially the spiritual meaning of what a nakhash is all about. Nachash brought about Misa in the world generally. By the Chetet Sadas. it brought death. So by being associated with a nakhash that spells death. By looking at this nakhash Nechash, nechash was saying, now that's going to bring life. In other words, in a certain sense, this is like a concept of a Tchiyas HaMesim. In it's explained that the power of a Tchiyas HaMesim is coming from a much, much higher place than normal life. Because from normal life, this person died. Why is he now going to live again? So, Tchiyas Hamesim represents coming from a much, much higher place where Mavis and Chaim, death, life—it's all exactly the same—is the Koyach of Atzmus and That's beyond all of that. That could transform even something of death into life. Says the Rebbe, how does this come? This comes as a result of the tshuva of the Yid. When the Yid transforms his own Nochash, his own negativity in his heart. As Rashi puts it, libam, they're subjugating their hearts. To to the to their father in heaven. That causes a transformation also of the Klippa and Sitra Achra of the world to bring about Chies Says that Rebbe, this is also why Moish Rabbeinu makes it out of Nochoshes. Because in Chassidus it explains as well that Nochoshes is also a level connected and associated with things that come into Klippah, and therefore it's about transforming both the Nochash itself, that from a, a, a death-giving thing. It's turned into something that's providing life, and so too the Nochash itself, which is associated with negativity, and that's why it's even from the same word as nachosh, is now going to be something that provides life. So, says that and now we can also understand something very, very interesting. Why it is that the Torah does not say that it was going to be a nochosh to be put on the pole up high for people to look at. As we said before, the Torah just called it a sorof. But Rashi does tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem did say to make a nochosh. Why is that? So the Rebbe explains it based on a famous Maim that tells us that the Torah, the Darga of Torah, was asked what should happen if a person does an Avera. And Torah responds, the person should bring a carbon Oshem. Then it says, Sha'alul HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaShem was asked, what should happen if a person does an Aveira? And the Abish just says, a person should do tshuva. In other words, what do we see over here? That as far as the Dargav Torah is concerned, there isn't room yet for a complete, complete transformation like tshuva does, transforming the negativity completely into positive. It can be forgiven through a carbon, but it's not a complete transformation. But Mitzah, the Dargav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, here there's a complete transformation. Hashem says, let him do tshuva and he'll be transformed into zchus, into merit. Similarly over here, in the Torah, it doesn't use the word nachos. In other words, there isn't that power yet to transform the nachash into kadusha, into chayis. But HaRashi is telling us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does give the power that even the most negative things could be transformed into absolute highest and kadusha.